Welcome to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 167, Sunday, December 17th, 2023. My name is James Hussain Catchpole, Mr. OK Jazz, coming to you as always from the rough, gritty, and getting ready for the Japanese New Year streets of North Yokohama, right here in the Tokyo metropolitan area of Eastern Japan, the world's largest megacity. I'm a freelance broadcaster and music writer, and this podcast is pretty much whatever's been on my playlists recently. No borders or genres, just a whole lot of great tunes. Minasama, OK Jazz, a yokozo! Dai 167 kaimei no episode ga hajimarimasu! TokyoJazzSite.com no James Hussain Catchpole, Mr. OK Jazz de gozaimasu! Well, how you like that incredible bonkers track we kicked off the show with today? An album that I was just floored by comes from Ghana in West Africa. The group is Alokte Oho and his Sounds of Joy. Their latest release, their second album, and it's called O Yine. And that was a tune called This Is Bolga. Well, very interestingly, Alokte Oho and his Sounds of Joy, they're kind of referred to as a Ghanaian gospel group from the northern Frafra region of the country. But this album is a mixture of styles that doesn't really sound anything at all like American gospel, obviously, from what you just heard there. Now, there's elements of Ghanaian high life, uh, some Afrobeat, and on that one, we heard a whole bunch of different things going on with the guitars, the brass, and of course, those gospel like vocals sung in the Frafra language. It's just an amazing tune. One of the best new things that I heard all year, and one that really gets to the heart of all that I love about so much new music these days. You know, as I say in the show, every opening, no borders or genres at all, just the pure joy of music. So, strongly recommend that you get this album, O Yine by Alokte Oho and his Sounds of Joy, one of my favorite releases of the year. And again, more great music coming from that amazing country of Ghana. Well, and so it's that time again, another year-end special episode of the podcast, looking back at some of my favorite releases of 2023. Um, and this year, we're going to mix it up a little bit to introduce not just new album releases from the year, but also some reissues of very classic albums that came out. Been so many of those across all musical styles and countries. We're going to get to about maybe five or six special reissues that I really love this year, some of which I've already shared with you in some previous episodes. Well, you may remember if you are a regular listener, I think I mentioned in the first OK Jazz of the Year, episode number 152, that I was going to try to focus uh, more on full album listening this year, you know, uh, less track by track streaming. Because, you know, I felt that the, a lot of great music was being left behind. And also that, you know, if musicians and groups, they take the time to, to record a full album, uh, considering track selection, sequencing, artwork, liner notes, etc., that you should really try to experience it as, as a whole work of art and not just in snippets on Apple Music or YouTube or Spotify. Well, I was partially successful doing that this year, but maybe not as much as I hoped to be. Um, looking back at my notes now, I listened to 128 new albums this year, just above two per week on average. I mean, that's not too bad uh, because, you know, I try to give each new release at least a couple full listens when I can. But even so, I still did miss out on a lot of great new tunes. So even a track or two we're going to hear today that were chosen literally just a couple days ago as I was still getting through my 2023 inbox of music. 
All right, that's enough talk, though. We have got so much to get into today. Uh, so much, in fact, that we're going to split this uh, special episode into two parts. So, because we're going to be going three plus hours easily. We're going to be hearing music from 19 different countries, uh, regular destinations here on OK Jazz, like Brazil, Congo, and the USA, of course, uh, but also to places like Zimbabwe, Tunisia, South Korea, Japan, Iran, and many, many more. There is just a whole world of beautiful sounds out there, so please join me for the next couple hours and we dive into just a little bit of it. First up, going back to the US of A, one of the more shocking losses of 2022, very sadly, was trumpeter and band leader Jamie Branch. Uh, she left us at the very, very way too young age of 39. Well, her last album release, called Fly or Die, Fly or Die World War, was basically finished at the time of her death, and it's really a sign that her musical vision was really expanding. I mean, not just as a trumpeter playing so-called jazz, but as a composer and orchestrator of her band. We've heard over the last few years on the show Jamie and her duo project, Antiloper, and also one of the earlier Fly or Die group project live albums. But I suppose if this is the last release from her and how she may be most remembered, it's very sad but also fitting as it's a very fully realized band project. So let's dive into this one called Borealis Dancing from Jamie Branch and her Fly or Die group. OK Jazz, episode number 167, part one of the 2023 year-end special, Ikimasho!
Isn't that lovely? From what was one of my top albums of the year from the first listen, and one that we've heard already a couple times here on the show, that's the incredible Sona Jobarte. It was a song called Ubuntu that comes from her latest album, Bandinha Kumu. Well, Sono Jobarte plays the kora, that's the magical 21-string instrument from West Africa, but she also sings and writes songs. Well, this is her first new album in several years because she's been spending a lot of time working in education and activism, both in Gambia and in the UK. Um, and of course, you know, while her work in those areas is very important, of course, uh, I do wish she would record more often because uh, this is just such a wonderful album and she is an amazing musician. You know, Sona's life story is so fascinating. There, there's a really good transcript of a long 60 Minutes TV segment interview that you can see online, 60 Minutes, the famous American news show uh, from last year, where she talks about being of both British and Gambian backgrounds and how she embraced music in the griot tradition of her father's lineage. But she also helped to change and evolve the tradition because by being a female chorus player, that, that's something that was just um, unheard of, really. So, simply marvelous album from her, Bandinha Kumo. That's Sona Jobarte. I mean, even among so much great music released this year, uh, this one stands out for me. So, absolutely five stars. Okay, sticking with some more African sounds now, but moving into Nigeria, or at least uh, to a Nigerian legend, I should say. Uh, drum master Tony Allen, I think will be very familiar to many of you listening. He left us in 2020 at the age of 80 years old. He was the longtime drummer with Fela Kuti, of course, and then led his own groups and bands for many, many years. Almost universally noted as one of the greatest trap kit drummers of all time. Uh, before he died, he had hooked up with Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad in their ongoing Jazz is Dead project. Uh, we've heard from several of their releases over the last couple of years. That's where they collaborate with jazz masters such as uh, Doug Karn, Phil Ranelin, Azimuth, and many others, sort of re-examining um, veteran jazz musicians and bringing them back into the spotlight a little bit. Now, they're up to 20 releases now as part of that series. Uh, reading from their recent profile at Downbeat Magazine, Adrian Young likens making those albums to giving the musicians their flowers while they are still living. We're basically creating love letters to those who came before us, he said. These luminaries have given us so much, Muhammad added. Our intent is to pay homage to them by having them in the studio, taking those influences that they've given us, and then creating something that's more of the now. Well, Jazz is Dead's first batch of LPs uh, became collector's items among crate diggers and uh, who like to sort of connect the, the, the dots between jazz samples used during hip-hop's uh, halicon days and original source material, often released on obscure labels like Black Jazz, Perception, and Strata East. Well, Adrian Young and Muhammad's goal wasn't so much to give the artist a 21st century overhaul, it was to evoke the sensibilities of their respective artistry during their heyday. Well, I've liked pretty much everything these guys have put out under the Jazz is Dead name, and this album with Tony Allen, no different. Another superb release. Not sure why it took them three years to get it out, but anyway, it's called Jazz is Dead number 018. Check out this tune called Lagos. Tony Allen, Adrian Young, Ali Shaheed Muhammad.
Yeah. Try to try to give me something that you think is really hard for me to follow. Just try to go somewhere.
what an awesome track that is. I got to this album very late this year, and I was really blown away. Uh, just incredibly fresh-sounding stuff. This is a trio of Candice Hoys on vocals and pedals, Val Janti on percussion, drums, electronics, and pedals, and Mimi Jones on bass, vocals, and pedals. And they go by the name Night Beauty. It's spelled um, N-I-T-E-B-J-U-T-I, but pronounced Night Beauty. It's their self-titled album on the Whirlwind label, and that was a tune called Stolen Voice. Now, all 11 tracks on this record are improvised by the three musicians. I wouldn't want to stick to labeling this album just as jazz or anything else, really. I mean, it does have some jazzy elements. Um, it's got some Haitian rhythms, electronic soundscapes, um, kind of a mix of things going on here, but all through the perspective of the three black female musicians, um, really doing something very, very new. This is just an incredible album. I was really happy to have discovered it, and I really do hope that they continue to record, uh, maybe even come over to Japan for some shows. Oh, that's the group Night Beauty. Right, okay, so I confessed in the intro, I'm constantly behind on my new release listening, um, and that goes even back to the last couple of years, 2021 and 2022, so I'm going to cheat a little bit today. We're going to get two albums into the mix here um, on the year-end pod that I, I really only discovered these this year. So, come on, we can bend the rules, right? First up, the UK-based group Vanishing Twin. Their album Oki Gekko was a real surprise to me. I shared a couple tracks on episodes earlier this year and introduced the group at more length. If you are a Japanese speaker, you will of course recognize that the album title Oki Gekko is indeed the Japanese language. It means big moonlight. Now their sound is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a dreamy, psychedelic kind of pop rock, I guess. Um, you can hear a bunch of different things going on, but all very groovy and, and a little bit spooky to be honest. Well, here's the title track, Big Moonlight, by the group Vanishing Twin from the UK.
another little bit of slight cheating there as this album was released in November 2022, but no matter. Superb tune called Tigris, and that's from the group Village of the Sun, also from the UK. It's Binker Golding on saxophone, Moses Boyd on drums, Simon Ratcliffe on all other instruments and, produ uh, and production. If you follow what's been going on in the UK jazz scene in the last couple years, I think, of course, you will recognize the names Binker Golding and Moses Boyd from so many different projects. Simon Ratcliffe is a name, it goes back a little bit farther. Um, he was part of the Basement Jacks crew. That was a sort of DJ production crew from the early 90s. Well, this project, Village of the Sun, mixes in some of that dreamy sort of electronic sound with world rhythms and very heavy jazz soloing. I saw the group play live in Tokyo earlier this summer uh, in an expanded version, and they were great. And so I find myself coming back to this album quite a lot. Village of the Sun, and the record's called First Light, and that's on Gearbox Records. Many thanks to Nick Luscombe, veteran broadcaster, producer, and label guy, and a good friend of the program for hipping me to this one. Okay, um, every year it seems there are more and more reissues of old classic albums, um, some world famous, but some a little bit deeper, prized by collectors but hard to find original copies of. So I thought for this year's version of the End of the Year podcast, we could hit a couple of those in addition to all the great new releases. Now, an absolute scorcher of an album from 1972, it was the self-titled <coughs> self debut by the group Simande. Simande were based in the UK in London, but the band members were all born in the Caribbean. So the group had some jazz, soul, funk, and of course, rhythms from their native Caribbean islands into the awesomely funky stew. I had never heard of Simande until maybe about 2004 or 2005. Uh, a great friend of the show and himself, a master DJ, Jeff Root, a.k.a. Jefe Manana, a.k.a. DJ Jefferson Chalmers, and soon-to-be music bar owner in California, well, Jeff played Simande for me back when we used to do a casual DJ thing together in Shibuya at the old Ruby Room bar. I fell in love with the album, and it's really cool to see the band get a great new reissue package of their debut. This is certainly a DJ and vinyl digger favorite over the years. So have a listen to this groovy one called Bra from the group Simande. <laughs> Bad. 
Jones there, of course, from South Africa. You know, the melodies and rhythms of South Africa are just so often immediately recognizable, especially when it's in a jazz context. Um, well, this comes from an album I had never even heard of until one day. Uh, PR info just popped into my email inbox, and it goes without saying that if I see something labeled South African jazz uh, in an email subject, I'm going to open it straight away. And this one more than justified that decision. I mean, I've been burning this tune out for weeks now. Alan Quela on guitar. It was his album called Black Beauty, and that was the title track. Alan Quela was born in Durban, South Africa, 1939, and this album was recorded in 1976. Uh, I'd like to read just a little bit about it to you. Black Beauty features four tracks composed and led by Quela with a stellar lineup of musicians, including Kippy Moiketsi, Barney Ratsabane, Gilbert Matthews, Dennis Mbale, Sifo Gumede, and others. They were the cream of Johannesburg's jazz musicians gathered at the state-of-the-art Satbell Studios to create Black Beauty for the Soweto label. Led by extraordinary guitarist Alan Quela and featuring the godfather of South African jazz, Kipi Moketsi, the album successfully straddles producer pressure to emulate the commercial success of Abdullah Ibrahim's Manenberg against the musicians' own impetus to play jazz that they wanted. While the track Black Beauty nods at Ibrahim's stylings, the magic happens to the three remaining tracks where Quela and his top-notch band lay down new directions. End quote. That's really interesting liner notes. I, I also like the other three tracks on this album, but I really do love that opener too, even if it was considered somewhat commercial at the time. Anyway, you got to pick this one up. Uh, it is wonderful. It's Black Beauty by Alan Quilla, classic South African jazz. All right, let's come back to the present day now and over to Brazil. You knew there was going to be a lot of Brazilian tunes in my year-end recap. Uh, I mean, my Brazilian music obsession uh, shows no sign of fading at all. This one I first introduced on episode number 154 back in February. It's a musician that goes by the name Cessa. Uh, his new album is called Estrela Accessa. Uh, this was another 2022 release that I was late to. I think it came out in the end of the year, though. But I really did dig it. it it's quite mm, dreamy and acoustic with little electric touches here and there and some subtle bits of strings. Now, I don't speak Portuguese, of course, but I read online that this album, the metal sounds sort of mask rather serious lyrics. Uh, regardless, this was another new one I went back to quite a few times. A bit of a different take on some classic Brazilian sounds. So check this tune out called Canal da Cura. And this comes from Cessa. Dos amores colhidos, de 
Esses corpos machucados Vai Canção da cura vai Canção da cura vai Vai, vai
new music there from Brazil. Much, much harder direction, though. That was saxophonist and band leader Tiago Franca. And that was there in a trio setting with Marcelo Cabral and Tony Gordon. Now, the three of them put out two albums this year called Marginals 1 and 2. And that tune that we heard was simply called Part de One, Part 4 from the Marginals 1 release. Well, Tiago Franca was born in Belo Horizonte in Minas Gerais State, that's north of Rio de Janeiro, but he's been based in the musical metropolis of Sao Paulo for many, many years now. He plays various types of music and various types of groups, including samba, choro, Afro-Brazilian funk, uh, free jazz, as we kind of heard here, and many, many more. And we heard two years ago on the end of 2021 podcast, his release, uh, A Espectacular Charanga do Franca. And that was sort of his Brazilian carnival type collective, brass band who combined horns and cumbia and baila funk. I love that album, but I also really love this one. It was a bit of a surprise, the direction that he went in here. Real heavy-sounding jazz trio. Um, but reading about Tiago, it seems that he has a presence in so much of the current music scene in Sao Paulo, it makes sense that he would record in this kind of setting. You know, by the way, I've ever mentioned how much I want to go to Brazil. Maybe once or twice here on the show. Yeah, anyway, it's my dream country. We'll get there one day. Next up, a very surprising album project that I read about in Downbeat magazine. There's another trio album. It's called Plum, and it features the very, well, for me at least, unexpected lineup of David Murray, Ray Angry, and Questlove. Well, those are not names that I would necessarily think would come together. Um, Not with David Murray and his background and also living outside the U.S., Uh, many jazz fans can be familiar, of course. David Murray is one of the most significant tenor saxophonists of the last 40 years, not without controversy, as some people just simply do not like his tone on the horn, but I do. I think he's amazing. Ray Angry is a keyboardist and songwriter on the scene for more than 30 years in the U.S. I have his debut album called One, featuring Derek Hodge and Eric Harlan. Really, really great. And on drums, Questlove, drummer in The Roots, of course, band leader, film director. I'm sure that he's a name well-known by many people now. But the three came together, and their double album called Plum features some really extended cuts, a couple of tracks, three or four tracks, actually, above 15 minutes, full of improv and experimentation. It's a very long listen as a double album, but it's worth the time. I do recommend it. I'll put one of the shorter tunes up here now for you today, though. This one just simply called Five Minute Joint. This is the trio Plum, David Murray, Questlove, and Ray Angry. Thank you. 
good friend of the program, Albert Vila, there with his brand new album. It's called Reality Is Nuance, and it just came out. It was a tune called The Loner. You know, I met Albert many years ago when he visited Japan, and we've kept in touch since then. He always sends me a copy of his new recordings. I really do like his guitar tone and also his original compositions. Well, this latest record was recorded with two Americans, Doug Weiss on bass and Rudy Royston on drums. Rudy is a name. I mean, he's been on a lot of albums over the last several years in New York. Now, I really do like modern jazz like this. I mean, standards are fine, but the original tunes to me are a lot more interesting. Well, definitely check out Albert Vila, and he's got several releases that you can see over the last few years. Easy to find online. Really wonderful guitarist, and hope he does make it back to Japan soon for some live gigs. All right, speaking of wonderful guitarists, just a bit more. Um, already, twice this year, I have shared on the pod uh, maybe my favorite reissue of the entire year, and one of my favorite reissues ever, to be honest. It's called Elekibushi, 1966-1974, by the insanely awesome guitarist Takeshi Terauchi. Of course, he is from Japan. Now, he was inspired by the surf rock group The Ventures during their early tours of Japan in the 1960s. Now, The Ventures are a group that I think a lot of people will remember, but not know that they were legends in Japan. I mean, they were still touring here up until the mid-2000s and selling out arenas. One of the most influential groups ever to visit the country because they came over and uh, sort of like how people say the Velvet Underground inspired everyone who saw them to create their own band. Well, that was like The Ventures in Japan, so... Anyway, uh, Takeshi Terauchi, he, he loved them, so he decided to pick up an electric guitar, but he added something a little bit extra to it because his mother played the shamisen, that's the Japanese three-stringed instrument. So he sort of took some of those shamisen lines and played them on electric guitar over some wild drumming and keyboards. Now, I have to admit, I had never heard of uh, Terochi-san before getting a copy of this compilation, even though he's quite, he was quite a famous guitarist, and now I'm a huge fan, so I hope to get a lot more by him. So turn the volume up for this one. It's called Rashomon. Many, many thanks, as always, to the fine 180G label for this beautiful, beautiful reissue set, Takeshi Terauchi. Thank you. 
Obviously, it's in, in another top reissue of 2023. It's legendary actress, vocalist, and icon Meiko Kaji, another collection called Hajiki Uta, which features songs from some of her most famous movies from the 1970s, like Female Prisoner Scorpion and Lady Snowblood. Well, those are 1970s Japanese cinema classics, which I think you can find around online. I'm not sure、uh, with subtitles or not, but I- I've seen them on Unext if you're here in Japan. You know, Unext streaming service has them. Well, this beautifully packaged reissue comes from the We Want Sounds label. Yet again, another winner from those great people. Well, good friends of the program, Plainstone and Udemen Records, no doubt they'll decline copies of the CD reissue, being the vinyl snobs that they are. But I'm sure that they've got the originals on vinyl, anyways, in their huge collections of Japanese music. So, no loss. And thanks to those two, of course, as always, for educating me on a lot of music that I'm still exploring, especially in the Japanese side of things. Well, this is the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 167, part one of the 2023 year end special. Please check your podcast feed, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Tokyo Jazz site, wherever you listen to the show, for part two, as another 90 minutes of kick ass music is coming your way. We're going to go out here with part one with the always rocking group Jambinai from South Korea. Well, their latest album, Apparition, another good one. This is a tune featuring the K pop singer Sun Woon Junga on vocals. So, a surprise collaboration. 
but I fell in love with this track right away. And you know, the way that Jambina used traditional Korean instruments in a heavy rock setting is just so evocative. Well, this one is called From the Place Been Erased, the really, really great group Jambina from South Korea. So see you over on part two after this one. Yes! Sugar. 